This is DeAndre Washington. You listen to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, joined today by a national writer on the NFL beat. You know him well from Yahoo Sports and the Yahoo NFL podcast with Charles Robinson and our next guest, he is Therese Paler, uh, now covering the NFL nationally, long time uh, covering the Chiefs. Therese, what's going on, brother? Uh, nothing much, man. How you doing? Good man, just good, just glad to, glad to have you on. I know our time's a little bit short, so I just I just wanted to dive in here and just ask you: you, you still you still have a good? Do you still live in in the Kansas City area, or 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 did you move out of there whenever you took your new job with with, with Yahoo? Yeah, I still live in Kansas City, man. So yeah, because I feel like you always have a real good beat on the Chiefs still. <laughs> so I, yeah, <laughs> I guess you, I, I guess you still have some of those old sources. Like what what did they think about Damian Williams opting out and? What is your read on how Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be utilized in his in his first year? There's just you know people in the fantasy space are you know maybe a little bit divided on this guy because yeah. clearly he's super talented. They used a first round pick on him, but some people worry that maybe with this lack of an off season, you know, he could come in a little bit slow. Do you anticipate him coming in and just being you know starting right out of the gates? And and what do you anticipate to see this year out of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Okay, so here's where we're at. Um, so Damian Williams is a premium pass blocker, and that's why he earned most of his playing time. Like, he is really tough. Um, he's really adept at picking up free rushers, which is very important to protecting Patrick Mahomes. However, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a more dynamic player with the football in his hands, and if they didn't think he could pick up the blocking, they wouldn't have used a first-round pick on him, right? So mm-hmm. um, the thing about Edwards-Hilaire that's going to be really interesting to see – like. Trust me when I say this, his ability to catch the football out of the backfield is a big deal. He is a special route runner out of the backfield. His his ability on angle routes and option routes to create space between him and the defender will get him uh, on the field. He is really, really good in the passing game. and We know the Chiefs love to throw the football, especially on early downs. Um, and they also are a team um, that faces light boxes more than most. Right. So if this was a regular season and there was no COVID, you should run to take Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Okay. Like it, and you might want to do that anyway, but (laughs) no, I'm just telling, but like as a runner and as a pass catcher, he's going to get a lot of work. And Andy Reid said that this guy reminds him of Brian Westbrook. Andy Reid does not do that. Like he does not like to compare players to former greats. All right. And Brett Veach, the Chiefs GM, is the same guy that was around in Philly and, and was in Andy's ear about Westbrook. So he will be a special player. And if you're in a keeper league, you should absolutely target him. Hundred percent. No doubt. There's just one thing to consider here. And I know, I'm, but just there's just one thing to consider here, man, is this. OK, it's difficult 
to pick up pass blocking in the pros without reps because you can line it up on the chalkboard, you can walk it out, but when it's not live, it can be very difficult to get the feel for the scheme because it's difficult. You got to adjust to shifting gaps and shifting responsibilities. And you, hey, listen, that's that's hard. Okay, so it, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't necessarily jump right in and get most of the carries. He will play early, but by the end of the season, I do think they will get him ready and he will be getting most of the snaps. But just don't expect it to necessarily be. Hey, you know, here he is with, you know, 75% of the load game one. I just, maybe that happens, but I don't know because the blocking is so difficult to pick up without these live reps that they won't be getting. Do, do you think that they foresee DeAndre Washington maybe being better in that role? I mean, I don't, I don't even know if Darrell Williams, Darrell Williams is going to be healthy to start the season. I think Darwin Thompson's still kicking around. Might it be something, Therese, where it's like they can have, Maybe they just kind of have to throw him out there, even if they're not so totally sure sure if he's if, if he's able to pick up the pass protection yet. Or like, what do you think that? What do you think about that? Or like the guys behind him that could possibly split reps at the at the beginning of the season? Well, they're not going to put him out there in situations where he'll have to pass protect unless he can do it, because obviously protecting Patrick is key. But one thing to remember is that um, historically Washington has been a good pass blocker. And I was told they liked him, right? Like when they signed him as a free agent, like I'd heard that, hey, you know, we like this guy. You know, he went to Texas Tech, um, played with Pat, you know. And again, he, he's pretty adept at pass blocking. So, you know, Washington's a guy that I expect to play a little bit. Um, you know, I, I, I would not be surprised if he played a little more than people thought or think. It just honestly, man, it comes down to how is Clyde picking up this pass block. And here's the good news, though. He's saying the right things. Like, he knows this is the only obstacle between him and a significant, significant amount of playing time. Right? Like, um, on, on a recent conference call, he was like, this is literally half my job. Like, I have to pick it up. So he gets it. Huh. And he also has a very – yeah, that's stuck with me, too. Like, he – he gets the importance of it, which tells me they've told him, hey, man, you better be in on this. And remember, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, is a former running back coach. He's, he, he is an outstanding coach. His, his running backs have always blocked, all of them, right? So I'm just saying, I personally, look, if you're asking what Therese would do, I will feel comfortable taking the gamble. I would do it because I know he's a special player. And when they're talking about Brian Westbrook, I'm going to be willing to gamble on that. But I'd, I'd also be willing to be reasonable about maybe the first month or so in the season. Maybe it won't necessarily be what you're hoping for, but don't give up on it. This guy's going to be a special player and it will happen sooner rather than later. The 2020 Roster Watch Draft Cheat Sheet is available now at rosterwatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet is back. Just follow the three simple rules and an expert quality draft is guaranteed. That's it. Three simple rules. It doesn't get any easier. Winning fantasy players don't use outdated magazines or expensive draft software that's impossible to navigate. Just bring along the Roster Watch cheat sheet to your draft and dominate. It's only $5.99. Download now at rosterwatch.com. It's the ultimate draft cheat sheet only at rosterwatch.com. What about Miko Hardman? He didn't get targeted hardly at all last year, but whenever he did, and he could track those balls down. He consistently made big plays. I've just always wondered if he was drafted as a insurance policy for Tyreek Hill during that point in time when things were still up in the air with some of his off the field stuff, because, you know, he does bring that same kind of game breaking speed that Tyreek Hill brought. Now that they have them both on the field at the same time, 
I wonder if Miko Hardman feels a little bit redundant as far as a, a piece to have on the field. And I just don't know if I can bank in on a target increase for that guy coming into coming into this year. I think people might be forgetting a little bit about, you know, Sammy Watkins is, is still there. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you think about Miko Hardman? Can you see his role picking up this year? Or do you see him more just kind of staying as this kind of specialty speed player? I'd feel more comfortable reaching on Hartman next year, right? That'd be his third year. Um, in essence, a contract year, since you can get extended after your third year. You know, Watkins is a guy who's a Super Bowl hero now, okay? Watkins is a Super Bowl hero. He roasted Richard Sherman. Um, you know, he obviously wants the football, right? And he is entering a contract season. And he took a bit of a haircut to stay with the Chiefs. You don't compound that if you're the Chiefs by not throwing him the football. He will be targeted as long as he stays healthy. He will probably have his best season as a chief statistics wise, because you can't ask a player to do that and not take care of him on the back end and be like, all right, we're going to throw you the football so you can get your money from elsewhere, potentially. Right. Mm -hmm. He's going to get the ball. He's going to get the ball. Hartman is a guy that I like a lot as a football player. I think he's somebody that in 2021, you should grab him up. Um, Tyreek Hill will be a year older than right. Mm -hmm. He's not a big guy. So, you know, Harmon's a guy who will be playing for money, who will get an increased target share next year, who is really, really talented. Um, I, I really, really like him in 2021. This year, as a potential, you know, insurance guy, I'm actually good with that, too, because, again, Tyreek's not very big. He has dealt with some injury issues the last few years. Um, and so has Sammy Watkins. Right. So Harmon is a guy I do like. And his 20.7 yards per catch average is ridiculous. That's ridiculous, right? Uh, no, it, no, that's ridiculous. So if you can get him, I 100% think you should get him. But I would not reach on him until next year. Fair enough. Uh, all right. I, 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 noticed, uh, I noticed that you had an article where you interviewed Chris Ballard recently on Yahoo Sports. And the focus of that article was a lot of talk about uh, Philip Rivers, you talked, you examined whether or not he's had a Hall of Fame career and stuff. I would, I would encourage anybody to go uh, read it. They can just find you, uh, find find you on Twitter. What is? I forgot to announce your Twitter, Therese. What is? What is your Twitter? Is it Therese A Paler? Nope, just Therese Paler. T E R E Z P is in Paul A Y L O R. Okay, yeah. So Therese Paler, as he just spelled it out on Twitter, and I believe you can find the find it linked there where he tweeted it out. Um, but it is a great article. And since you had the access to Ballard, I just kind of like to ask you: um, did, yeah. did, he, did 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 he throw out any clues about what he thought about his about his rookie running back Jonathan Taylor? Did you guys even get into any of that at all about how he saw the run game kind of performing this year? Yeah, I, I'll give you something on that that I haven't quite used yet, but I eventually will. Um, and this is good information here. So I want people <laughs> to follow me for, for yep. sharing this. Like, please, like I want followers. All right. We got I, it. Yeah. So here's the here's the thing. Marlon Mack is a special running back. Right. Like I know Ballard for a fact loves that guy. Right. But he doesn't take Jonathan Taylor unless he thinks he's special, too, in the second round. And physically, Taylor has the goods tremendous athlete one of the best testers at the position he can run the football and he's better as a receiver than people think and he's a special person a really special smart kid there's one obstacle to this guy playing all right and it's the fumbling Fumble. you know this mm -hmm. guess what i asked ballard about that actually he's not concerned about it 
Tom Rathman, the running back coach, outstanding coach. And he also, Baller also brought up this to me. He trusts, he trusts uh, Rathman to coach him on that. But there's also this. He's been around a few backs that have had issues with fumbling. And both times they've ended up being really, really good and fixing the issue. Okay. So I'm just telling you, he's not worried about it. He thinks that this guy is committed enough to the game to fix it. He's been around other special running backs that have um, eventually fixed it. One of them being Matt Forte. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. He, he thinks it's going to be just like that. So again, if you're in a keeper situation with that behind that offensive line, which I call the best young offensive line in football. Um, listen, now, this is the guy you need to be targeting. Like, I'm in a league um, called the Super League. I, it's, not a, it's not a keeper league, but it is a league where I will be targeting, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor because I think he can be a good player. And also another guy that I'm really, really high on that I heard special things about during this time at USC was Michael Pittman Jr. I love the sons of former pros. They typically get it sooner than other rookies. Um and like, let's face it, T.Y. Hilton's had injury issues. Okay, so I could see Pittman being a guy who plays early. Why? Because Philip Rivers likes big receivers. All right, he likes he likes to just throw it up there for him. And Pittman's a big guy with tremendous ball skills. I think that guy's going to be a very good player. It wouldn't surprise me if he's a very good player sooner rather than later. And but again, with the offensive line that they have. I really like both those young guys. I really do. 